Hello, and welcome to Business Talk, brought to you by Business West and sponsored by People's Bank. Hi, I'm Chris Kellogg from the Kellogg Crew Morning Show on 94.7 WMAS. And I'd like to introduce the host of this week's episode. He's the editor of Business West. Here's Joe Bednar. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Business Talk. We have a great show for you today. We can't wait to get to it. But first, we have this important message from our sponsor, People's Bank. Thank you for listening to the Business Talk podcast, sponsored by People's Bank, bringing you the best in business experts, entrepreneurs, and evangelists. Make Business Talk your innovation break for ideas and inspiration. People's Bank, where commercial banking can fuel your growth and make work life easier. Member FDIC, DIF Equal Housing Lender. Bank at peoples.com slash business. Okay, we're back. And as promised, we have a great show for you today. Our guest is Diana Zinal, President and CEO of the Springfield Regional Chamber. Happy to have you here on Business Talk. Great to be back. Um, Diana, I want to get to the uh, upcoming Super 60, which I know is the big chamber event that we're all excited about um, and which has some exciting changes. Um, um, but first, let's talk uh, a little bit about you and your role first. Um, you've, you've been at the helm of the chamber for, for more than a year now, I think about 15 months. Mm-hmm. Um, tell, me, tell me about your background and your previous work up in Franklin County and, and what brought you here to lead the region's largest chamber. Sure. So I came from the Franklin County Chamber, um, where I had been for, oh boy, I think a little over three years, um, maybe four. I mean, a bulk of which was, you know, the COVID pandemic. Um, and before that, I was the district director for state representative Peter Cocott. So coming down here to Springfield, bringing my previous chamber experience, as well as my previous legislative experience was really just a perfect fit for me with, um, you know, uh, my life experience and really what the chamber was looking for. So it's been great. It's been a great 15 months. I love it. What, what do you see as the main uh, main challenges of, of leading a chamber this size? And, and what maybe what are some of the compelling opportunities? Um, you know, I mean, the ch- chambers are busy, right? We're just, and that's a good thing. I mean, we're, there's just, there's a lot of work to do, um, but I like hard work. So I'm enjoying that aspect of it. What are the opportunities? The opportunities here are endless, I mean, we're we're really trying to be as supportive of the business community here, um, bringing in also um, organizations, nonprofit organizations, and you know, I really strive to to focus on all types of business. So we are blessed here in Springfield with some um, you know really large um, businesses, um, but I'm really trying to welcome in more medium and small businesses to the chamber as well. Um, so that's a real opportunity, and then you know. Being able to get back to having events after what we all experienced for a few years is really great. I think people are excited to attend um, events, and we're excited to get those started again for this season. Yeah, there's just a lot of uh, seems to be a lot of energy, um, both you know in downtown Springfield where where you're based and where I'm based as well, but also you know across the uh, the region. So uh, it's got to be a, a, a exciting for you. It sure is. There is a lot of energy um, happening uh, downtown. And I, th- I think everywhere. I mean, businesses, you know, the struggle is workforce, um, which, you know, it, while it's a struggle and you hate to see a business struggle with it, um, it's probably a good sign that they're not struggling for customers. Um, they're really struggling to fill a lot of positions. So, um while it is, it's difficult for them. I, I try to look at it with a little, as like a little bit of a silver lining. Yeah, definitely. Um, you, you told us a couple of months ago that you've done a lot of listening and learning in your first year. Um, tell me about that, I mean, whom you've been listening to and, and why it's so important. 
everybody who would talk to me is who I've been listening to, which is great. So I've really been trying to strategically reach out to members um, and uh, have made contact, at least through email, with all of them um, and have had the opportunity to meet with so many members, tour businesses. It was really a focus of mine and that will never change. So it wasn't a first year focus. I, um, that is something I will continue to do. Uh, I mean, what did I learn? I mean, I learned a lot about the businesses themselves. I learned about their challenges here. I learned about the things that they like to, to do business, the reasons they like to do business in this region. Um, and of course I did hear a lot just to get back to that, the struggles of workforce. I heard a lot about the struggles people are having filling positions, um, and, and so it's, it's just interesting to take all of that and then, you know, um, mold it into some of our programming and, um, looking for ways we can celebrate all those different sectors that we are so grateful to have as members here. You also talked with us about efforts to forge stronger partnerships with other area chambers and economic development organizations. Um, what are some of the ways you're going about doing that? So uh, we, the other chambers, and, and this is the other Hamden County chambers. Um, so there's six of us total, um, east of the river, west of the river, the Westfield chamber, the Chicopee chamber, the Holyoke chamber in Springfield. We have been meeting regularly um, to talk about how we can collaborate um, to help all of our members because we we all do things a little bit differently. So I think that it's really great for us to come together and and think about ways we can better serve our members, keeping in mind that we share a lot of members. And I, I love it when we share members. Um, so we are actually um, about to announce our first multi-chamber event. It will take place at the end of March. Um, and it's going to be... Um, we're going to hold it over at the new um, Food Bank of Western Mass facility, which is in Chicopee. Okay. Sort yeah. of a welcome. We're going to call it Fill the Food Bank, and we're going to bring all of our chambers together um, to uh, fill the food bank with uh, we particularly rice and beans. Um, so there'll be a lot of um, information about that, but all six chambers will be invited, and it'll be just a great way to welcome the food bank down to Hamden County. They've been working here, as you know, um, for a long time, but they were located um, up in Hampshire County in Hatfield. So now that they're down here, we think it's a perfect opportunity for us to come together because they have such a regional impact right there. The food bank is touching, um, you know, organizations in all of our sort of regions. So we're excited about that. That's great. You know, as I mentioned before, you you um, did some work for several years up in Franklin County, which I've been writing about um, a lot recently. They've got it's a really really energetic uh, place, a lot of momentum there. This region's a you know a little every region's a little different, so you know different challenges, different different energy, different opportunities. But just in general, from your experience working with um, various um, organizations and businesses and maybe legislators, I mean, what are some of the ways that um, communities can make themselves a more attractive place to? To, to start a business or to live or to or to visit I mean it's it's so multifaceted and it's a broad question but but you know do you have some thoughts on that well I mean I think that communities really need to watch what they're doing if they're if they're um, having split tax rates um, so that um, you know businesses are paying a little bit higher um, for taxes um, it, you know anything that a community can do to foster business, businesses locating there or business growth is going to be really important. Um, you know, are there sites that are available that they can market 
um, to bring in to, uh, you know, to bring businesses here? Are there current businesses that they can somehow be supportive of either through infrastructure projects? You know, maybe maybe they would benefit from an expanded um, water service or sewer service. Um, how are they doing on broadband and that con- connectivity that businesses need so much? And then, of course, um, you know, businesses need to locate where there are employees and employees are going to be where there's housing. So housing and communities that are going to start working hard to create more housing, I think are going to really be the winners um, in the in the economy in the next 10 years. It's, a, it's such a critical topic. We're actually going to be doing our large story on, on, on the housing crisis and housing in general and Business West because everyone's talking about it. You're right. Well, you know, we're actually forming, we have a, a very impressive legislative structure here, um, legislative advocacy structure here at the chamber. Um, and we're actually forming a housing subcommittee to to be reactive to what the administration is putting out as a clear message that housing is going to be a priority here in the Commonwealth. So we're we're getting ready by forming a subcommittee. You're listening to Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West and sponsored by People's Bank. We're talking today with Diana Zinal, President and CEO of the Springfield Regional Chamber. Um, Let's talk about the Super 60. Um, For a long time, that's been a celebration of the region's top companies for total revenue and revenue growth. But this year, it's been reimagined in a really intriguing way. Tell me more about that. So I was really uh, wanting to look at different ways that we could measure success um, among our member businesses and organizations. At the same time, I'm a traditionalist. So I wanted to keep some things the same. So the for years, we've given um, awards to companies for their revenue or for their growth. We're keeping those. So there's still a revenue category and there's still a growth category. What we're adding this year is a category for startups um, because this is, I think this is a really important time to recognize um, people who are taking that leap, in some cases that risk to start a new business. And we're so happy when they do that here. So we want to recognize people who have done that. We're also going to recognize our nonprofit organizations. You know, they've really stepped up to the plate in the last few years. Um, they're a huge part of the economy here in um, Hamden County. So we want to recognize nonprofits and then give backs because we have so many um, businesses here that are so incredibly generous in, in what they do for their communities. And we want to recognize that too. So five categories this year, nominations have been very robust. There's a legit strong wow. competition for these That's awards great. this year. So I'm really excited about it. It just it makes a lot of sense, and you, and you, I'm, I'm sure you um, you went over a lot of different options for those other categories. But you're really letting in businesses have an, have a chance to be recognized that wouldn't have been recognized under the old system. So that that had to be part of it too to kind of expand the, you know, it's like hey, there's a lot of opportunities here to uh, um, to sort of make your mark and be recognized for it. Absolutely, that was part of the inspiration for doing this, right? Bring more people to the table, give more businesses an opportunity to be recognized for what they're doing. Um, in, in the area. So we're, we're, we're super excited. It's going to be a great event. It's November 9th. It's at Mass Mutual Center. This is a luncheon event. Um, last year, we had over 400 people. I think I think we could possibly be bigger this year because we are recognizing so many different types of um, businesses and organizations. And can I talk about my speaker? I would like you to, yes. So we um, 
we have invited um, Ashley Cole to be our speakers. Ashley is someone known to a lot of people in the area. She had a very successful um, career in broadcasting. And then she took a risk and followed her dreams and started a small business. And I think that her story um, fits so nicely in with what we're we're um, trying to accomplish here with Super 60. So she is just a dynamic person. And I think she's just going to be a really fascinating speaker for that luncheon. Ashley's one of my favorite people. I, I, I wrote a story about her, her her story, her journey a few years ago. It's probably one of my favorite stories I've ever written. She's actually um, a co-emceed 40 to 40 with me a couple of times. Um, just, I was really excited to hear that she was, I, I think people are going to really love listening to her. She is just fantastic. We um, sat down and, you know, had just this really long chat. This this goes back a ways. And, you know, where she told me her whole story and we together, we laughed and we cried. And I just, I was so captivated. And I thought that I really wanted to give her an opportunity to share that with more people. So um, she's just going to light that room up. I'm excited. Absolutely. Um, kind of getting back to the to the new structure for a second. Have you heard positive responses from the business community about the the new focus areas and and the opportunities that that presents to them? Very much so. And based on the number of nominations that we got, I think people were um, really excited about this. There's a lot of enthusiasm. Um, I wish everybody could win, um, but like I said, there is some stiff competition. Winners will be announced soon, um, and so people should stay tuned for that. But yeah, the feedback was great, um, especially from the nonprofits. I think that they really appreciate the opportunity you know, to be recognized. And, and the way that we're recognizing nonprofits in particular um, is what percentage of their funding they're actually spending on programs. So it's a very quantifiable sort of award. So it's, a, it's just a specific number and that's how we'll be ranking them and then selecting the winners. And I think that's definitely a criterion that's uh, important to people when they're mm-hmm. looking at those organizations. So good call. Um, beyond Super 60, I mean, what else is the chamber up to? Do you have, do you have a, a upcoming events worth mentioning here? We are starting our um, breakfast series. Um, we are uh, celebrating the business of sports, the impact, you know, the economic impact that sports have. We're going to celebrate our hospitals, um, really shine a light on, you know, not only the importance of hospitals for the obvious reasons, right? They keep us healthy, Um Uh, But also that economic impact, you know, there are huge employers, they have huge vendor contracts, they own real estate. So giving our local hospitals an opportunity to really speak to that, um, that'll be in October. Um, And then Super 60s November. And then we're going to have another breakfast focusing on our nonprofit um, organizations in January. Um, Also in January, we're going to have our government reception. Um, which will be really great. Um, uh, invite a lot of um, the local electeds um, to that. That's sort of a cocktail event. Um, we're going to have another breakfast focusing on um, aging in Hamden County. Aging is really an issue. And we have a lot of members that are doing a lot of really good, important work um, for people who are aging. And we want a, um, an, op- an opportunity to really um, highlight them. The other breakfast, the last breakfast in our series I'm super excited about is a way to celebrate manufacture, our manufacturing members. Mm. I don't know if you've ever watched the show How It's Made um, on cable TV, but we're going to try to do sort of a How It's Made Hamden County version um, where we focus on a couple of manufacturers and the products that they're making with some some videos and uh, really letting people know 
know what's going on here because the manufacturing in Hamden County is is really robust and really interesting. So we're going to do that. We'll also, of course, have our fire and ice cocktail event. Um, we will have our annual meeting, you know, there's just, oh, and the mayor's forum. So there's a lot going on that, that pretty much takes us through next June. <laughs> How great is it coming out, as you mentioned before, coming out of the pandemic years to be able to do all this in person, people have to be really excited. I mean, you must be really excited about it. I am super excited. We did, we did these last year. Um, yep. So we are, we're entering our second year, but what's interesting, I have people read, I have someone already registered for fire and ice and it doesn't happen until May. So people are already signing up for, for events. People are really ready um, to, to get back into, um, into all of this. And I'm trying to use the chamber programming as an opportunity to really highlight different sectors. I mean, you can tell by the programming that I just described, right? Highlighting healthcare, highlighting manufacturing. But how can we do that in a way that keeps the the subject, um, keeps the the event fun and entertaining while also being really um, a great opportunity for some of those sectors to highlight what they're doing and then be super informative to our other uh, chamber members. So that's been my sort of my focus in building um, this event season this year. My final question, I, 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 and I think you've probably touched on some of the part of the answer already, but there's been a lot of discussion over the years about the role of chambers of commerce, whether it's still relevant, how the roles evolved. Um, what do you see as the most important role of, of, of a chamber, your chamber in particular, and why are chambers still important? Well, you know, I think that the pandemic really highlighted the importance. Um, of a business support organization. I wasn't here in Springfield um, when when everything happened, but I know for a fact, you know that that the spring my predecessor uh, Nancy Creed and the chamber did a really great job of communication at that point, um, as we did in Franklin County. So what we were seeing then was non-members calling the chamber looking for help with things because they they all of a sudden realized that this was. Uh, you know, sort of a hub of information and a way to connect. So that opportunity to connect um, businesses is that is always going to be relevant. I sent out a few emails yesterday without going into details about that. I was able to connect completely unrelated members um, for something that is going to be great that they're going to do together. And so I can serve as that conduit. And the, and the, the person on the phone um, who was asking me to help with some of this said, there's no one else that could have done this for me. It had to be a chamber. So chambers will always be relevant because we do have so many different types of businesses under our, um, you know, sort of under our umbrella and that we can, um, you know, connect with. And then we're such a, it's such a great source of information and, and resources and how people connect, you know, to, uh, I get calls all the time from people who want to start businesses and I'm able to direct them you know, to some of the really great, um, you know, incubator types of programs that we have locally um, to get them started. So there is, there's so many benefits uh, to being, um, to belonging to a chamber. And then, you know, we talked about the legislative advocacy a little bit, that would be like a whole nother show. But Mm -hmm. I mean, we are focusing on healthcare, keeping our our eye on legislation in that realm um, that really is important to employers. Um, Also, energy, infrastructure, and environment. You know, we're starting to talk a lot about East-West Rail. Um, 
the um, we also focus on workplace and workforce. We we know the challenges of workforce, and and we we keep an eye on that quite a bit. And then budget and tax policy. You know, we're really um, spending a lot of time talking about um, all the proposed tax relief and tax reforms here in Massachusetts, and advocating on behalf of our members um, so that Massachusetts can remain a, a competitive place to do business. So th- that's. That's a whole nother section of what um, the Springfield Regional Chamber does, and it's just so critically important. So businesses that are chamber members can feel safe and secure knowing that we are keeping an eye on all of those things for them, and we're serving as their voice. Sounds like I'm going to have to have you back on at some point <laughs> again. Uh, that's all the time we have for today. Um, thank you so much for spending a few minutes with me um, and for some lending some really thoughtful perspectives. Thank you so much. And thanks to all of you for tuning into Business Talk, a podcast presented by Business West and sponsored by People's Bank. I'm Joe Bednar, the editor of Business West, and we'll see you next time.